Hello and welcome to the Novel Analyst Podcast. My name is Jed Hearn, author of the fantasy books Fires of the Dead and Across the Broken Stars. And today I'm going to be bringing you an audio version of an interview that I recently did with LavenderLastBooks.com. I have recently entered the self-publishing fantasy book off, which is a competition run by Mark Lawrence, who is a very well-regarded grimdark fantasy author. And in this competition, 300 authors enter their books to be reviewed by several judges, and one book is selected at the end of the year as the winner. Past winners include authors such as Rob J. Hayes, who I have interviewed on this show, and Rob is actually how I found out about this competition. So, I have entered Across the Broken Stars, my epic space fantasy adventure book, and it's still early in the competition, but fingers crossed it gets a decent response. So, without further ado, I'm going to be sharing the interview that Lavender Last Books did with me for self-publishing fantasy book off year six. Question one, is this your first time entering hashtag SPIFBO, which is the acronym for self-publishing fantasy book off? Why did you decide to enter this book? So yes, I this is my first time entering the competition. I'd come across quite a few cool authors by following previous SPIFBOs, and again, Rob J. Hayes, who I've interviewed twice on this show, is a noticeable standout. As a new author, I really thought it would be a great chance to connect with other readers and authors, and hopefully get my books into more hands, because it has really good exposure, and typically some of the authors that win the competition get cover blurbs sometimes by Mark Lawrence, who is a pretty awesome author. Question two. Why do I write in the fantasy genre? What makes this genre particularly appealing to me? I think Ray Bradbury summed it up perfectly in his fantastic non-fiction writing advice book, Zen and the Art of Writing, which as a side note, if you are even the slightest bit interested in writing, this book will really speak to you. In this book, he likens how... Oh, and by the way, Ray Bradbury is the author of Fahrenheit 451, and other noticeable works, in case you weren't familiar with that name. So, in this book, Zen and the Art of Writing, Ray Bradbury likens fantasy to how Perseus slew Medusa in Greek myth. Now, that's a little bit of a weird analogy, but I'll explain it right now. So, in Greek myth, Medusa was a gorgon whose gaze turned onlookers to stone. So, to counter this, Perseus used the reflection of his shield to look at her. This let him sneak up and cut off her head, just like fantasy authors who enjoy a good spot of decapitation to liven up their days. No, actually, that's not not where I was going with that analogy. My point was this. Perseus couldn't solve his problem by looking directly at it. He had to look away first. That's what fantasy does. It acts like Perseus's shield, drawing us into another world so that we can reflect, understand, and hopefully improve our own world. In other words, I see fantasy as a mirror that gives us another angle on reality. And beyond that, it's just so fun and free. Fantasy can literally do everything that other genres can. You can have fantasy romance, fantasy thrillers, fantasy adventures, fantasy crime, fantasy mystery, fantasy heists, fantasy tragedies, fantasy redemptions. Fantasy can basically do everything that every other genre can, except there's one really cool added bonus, and that is that you can have magic. Question three, why did I decide to self-publish? I talked about this a little bit before on the show, but 
probably useful to share it with any of you who are considering whether you go down the traditional or independent publishing routes. Essentially, it boiled down to having done a ton of research into traditional and independent publishing options well before I had any books that were remotely ready to go. But all the thinking in the world can't really tell you which method is going to be right for you. So I did what I like to normally do, and that is experiment. I wrote a short novella about a story idea I'd been kicking around for a while, and the result was called Fires of the Dead. And you can actually listen to me read the first chapter of Fires of the Dead for free on this podcast if you just scroll down in the feed. Within five months of starting the outline for Fires of the Dead, it was out in the world in ebook, paperback, hardback, and audiobook form. Audiobook narrated by yours truly, which has been a fun experience. I'm not sure if I would do it again because it took a long time. It took about three months to produce not three months, sorry, took about three weeks to produce three hours of finalized audio. But I did all of those different forms because I was experimenting and I wanted a lot of data. I set a financial target for the book and by the end of 2019, it got 70% of the way there. More importantly, I learned a lot and I really enjoyed the process. Almost equally important, people seemed to enjoy it. There were quite a few cool reviews that came in that made me feel quite happy with how it had been received. From there, I decided to commit to self-publishing for at least the next few years. While this is totally speculation, since I'm at such an early stage in my career, I weirdly think that self-publishing is not only going to give me more creative freedom and control, but will also hopefully make more money than traditional publishing long-term, since by running all the marketing myself, I'll be able to keep things lean, have bigger margins, and be able to make longer-term bets than traditional publishers can stomach, just because of how their model operates. And that might sound all somewhat cold-blooded and rational, but I should mention that I'm certainly not in this for the money. I do it for the love, and I just think that I'll be able to do it more and more freely with the independent route. Plus, I'm still super young. I'm 22, in case you weren't familiar, and... If this leaves me financially destitute, I can always sell a kidney or something to get back on the route. Question four, are there advantages to self-publishing? What about the challenges? So to begin with a massive disclaimer here, I am very new to the self-publishing game uh, with my first book having been released in September, 2019, second book released in February, 2020. And at the time of writing, that's it. I only have two books published. Saying that, I can see things moving in a positive route, although slowly, and when I get my first series off the ground later this year, I hope that that will accelerate my progress. Saying that, I've learned that the advantages and challenges of self-publishing are the same. The advantage is that it's all on you, so you have freedom. But the challenge is that it's all on you. There's nowhere to hide. Basically, it comes down to extreme accountability. If you are somebody that thrives on taking full ownership of your destiny, both good and bad, then you'll probably love the indie route. But that's not to say that having this personality type is going to guarantee success. Even then, it's going to require years of hard work and probably a dose of luck. But luck only shows up if you're showing up. I am certainly not where I want to be yet with self-publishing, but I am loving the process and I'm reasonably sure that I'm on the right pathway. Question five, as a reader and now author, 
How has the fantasy genre changed over the last several years? How has it stayed the same? I think we're seeing a bigger diversity of stories, both in terms of authors coming from more varied backgrounds and from an actual genre perspective, with new subgenres of fantasy seeming to be way more plentiful than long ago. I'd also like to think that we're getting more innovative, unique, and brave as our storytelling evolves to meet readers who are increasingly genre-savvy thanks to sites like TV Tropes, Honest Trailers, and in some small part, this podcast, which breaks down books and tells you all the behind-the-scenes writing craft stuff that is going on to make you feel how you feel. I'm really a big fan of this. For me, originality in characters, setting, and plot is a huge factor for my enjoyment of a book. I would much rather experience an interesting failure than a boring paint-by-the-numbers lowest common denominator success, and I think the lack of gatekeepers for self-publishing is going to allow more people to innovate. On a side note, the self-published books that I've read and really enjoyed so far, there is actually, I feel, a distinctly different quality to their ability to take risks um, and just branch beyond what is the standard expectations for most fantasy novels. I'm thinking mainly here of Rob J. Hayes' The War Eternal trilogy. I feel like he does things in that trilogy that I haven't necessarily seen traditionally published authors do, whether that is just his unique style or whether that is because of the freedom of his medium. I think there is something to be considered in that aspect of it. Question six. Do I plan or do I write or plan to write in any other genres? So, <laughs> uh, at this stage, I am all in on fantasy. It's probably about 80% of what I read. And if you've been a long time listening to this podcast, if you scroll through the feed, you will know that probably 80% of all the episodes are about fantasy books. In the future, I would like to write in different mediums, though. Um, things like game writing, TV shows, etc. And this would probably be how I would branch out into other genres, although this is sort of other mediums and not necessarily other genres. But first, I really want to establish myself within the fantasy world, since fantasy is my first love and will probably continue to be my mainstay. As I said before, it just offers so many approaches within the genre that any cravings for difference or freshness or external genres will probably get incorporated into my fantasy stories. I'm already thinking about my current series, how do I make each book in it distinctly different and fresh, not just for readers' enjoyment, but for my own enjoyment and creative development as a writer. So the first book in the new series, uh, the Twisted Seas series, which I'll talk a little bit about Ah, which I'll talk a little bit about later, is a heist story. The second book is probably going to be some sort of quest. Um, the third book is probably going to be some sort of like crime thriller thing. And I won't talk too much about other genres for following books, but basically I kind of want each book to, while still occurring with the same characters and in the same world, sort of have a different subgenre that is blended into fantasy in a way that is hopefully interesting and unique. Question seven, what do I look for in a story, especially in the fantasy genre? Open bracket, original ideas, plot lines, character development, world building, etc. Close bracket. 
So character, world building, plot, and all the obvious things are, of course, massively important to me. But what really makes me love a book is a strong theme. I don't mean theme in the boring way that your high school teacher taught you, you know, something like love or war or money, because those things are subject matter, not theme. What's theme? Theme is a moral quandary woven into the heart of the story, like secrets are necessary for order to be preserved, or the weak must serve the strong for society to function. This isn't about an author standing on a soapbox. If I write a story about either of those themes, I'm not necessarily going to try to cram my perspective on the issue down readers' throats. Rather, it's all about authors setting up a fascinating moral dilemma, and then having multiple characters, plot events, and everything uh, explore that dilemma from different angles. I've talked about this in previous episodes before, and I think it lends a great strength to the story when you can't separate who the good guys and the bad guys are, because I find those terms just sort of annoying and cliched. So for me, it's good themes. That's what I really look for in a story, because strong, complex, interwoven themes, for me, they really keep the story going after the final pages close. Question eight, are you working on a new book? Can I share any details? I am indeed. It is called The Lightning Heist, book one in the Twisted Seas ocean punk fantasy series. And here is the work in progress blurb. Some details may change, but this should give you a rough gist of what it's about. A relentless thief, an impossible heist. Meet Kef Cutmark, pirate, monster slayer, scourge of the Twisted Seas. After a lifetime of running from her past, She's returned to Zoroth, a tangled jungle of a thousand boats, all lashed together to make a floating city ship. Long ago, Zoroth sunk its claws into Kef. She thought a life roaming the twisted seas would wipe away her pain, but some memories can't be escaped. So she's back, for revenge. Unlike other city ships, Zoroth is powered by a device that draws energy from lightning. Mysterious, unique, and locked in an unbreachable tower. It's the envy of Zorath's rivals. And Kef? She's here to steal it. If she can take the device and cripple Zorath, she'll find justice for all the hurt it caused. But with an unreliable thieving crew, hunters closing in, and her past bearing down upon her, failure looks more likely. And if she fails, she'll never find peace again. If everything goes to plan, I am aiming to release the Lightning Heist in September. Um, so if you're interested, you can definitely keep listening to this podcast because I will mention it there. Uh, and also, I'm planning to reveal the cover sometime soon on my email newsletter. So if you haven't already signed up for my email newsletter, you can go to jedhern.com forward slash lies, and that will let you sign up for my email newsletter. And the reason why it is called forward slash lies is because when you sign up, you will get a free short story called The Language of Lies. And that is a prequel to Across the Broken Stars featuring Walter Drayton from that universe. So if you go to jedhern.com forward slash lies, you can get the Language of Lies for free and you will sign up for my newsletter so that you can hear all the juicy updates and behind the scenes cool things happening with The Lightning Heist. Question nine, the final question. Do I have any advice I would offer to writers who plan to self-publish in the fantasy genre? Take a quick sip of water. These have been really good questions. 
I'm probably not the best person to ask for publishing advice since, as I said before, I'm relatively new to self-publishing with only two books out at this stage, and I've yet to make it into my full-time job, which is my long-term goal. However, I do think I'm decent at the actual craft of writing, or at the very least, I really enjoy talking about it, as you can totally tell from this podcast. So that wraps my interview that I did with uh, LavenderLastBooks.com. Um, I hope that the self-publishing fantasy book off will at the very least uh, connect me with some interesting authors and perhaps if something ridiculously lucky happens my book may even get some recognition through it but either way uh, it was just fun to do this interview with Lavender the Last Books and thank you for listening. So that wraps up another episode of the Novel Analyst Podcast. Uh, I hope you have taken away some useful things into this. This hasn't really been a writing advice episode per se. It's been more of a insight into how I think about the craft and career stuff. If that is the kind of thing that interests you, uh, just let me know on Twitter, at Jed Hearn, and I can do more of these episodes where I kind of give the more publishing, businessy side of writing, which, as I said, not particularly skilled with, but always happy to provide my two cents worth on it. So thank you so much for listening to the show. Now go and write extraordinary stories. I'll see you next time.